The Final Surge. Having learned of Warlord Poggle the Lesser's plot to rebuild a Separatist droid foundry on Geonosis, Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker and his Padawan Ahsoka Tano prepare to assault this heavily fortified installation. Their mission, destroy the factory at all cost. Anticipating stiff resistance, Republic commanders send Jedi Master Luminara Unduli and her Padawan Barriss Offee to reinforce the attack. But time runs short for our intrepid heroes as the dreaded droid mill nears completion. back, Bucketheads. Mevar Tigar? Welcome to the 59th Super Tank Busting episode of MandoVision. Nope, this is episode 60. Sorry. Nargai Tom. And thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. And if possible, or so inclined, and you want to help support the show, sweet, 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 five-star reviews. They are the best way to help small independent shows like us stand out and not get lost in the, the crowded sea that is podcasting out there. And we thank anyone who takes the time to do that in advance. Remember, we are on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon Audible, and so many, many more. All right, we got a fun one today. We're getting back, doing some Clone Wars rewatching, and ooh, what a good time it's going to be. Uh, I want to give a special shout out because I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast officially. You know, if you if you you know when you pull up the show, if you read through the notes and and uh, all the all the stuff I have, uh, all the thank yous and all the information that I provide on 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 the show notes, uh, you'll you'll see this. But I want to give a special shout out to Dirty Sweet. That is the name of the band who plays our opening music. Uh, this song is called Rest Sniper, uh, and it's one of my favorites from them. The drummer in the band is my friend Chris. Uh, I'm very, uh, one, of my, one of my best friends. I love this man so, so dearly, uh, and he is an outstanding drummer. And I, I just want to give a special shout-out and a thank you to, to Chris and the members of Dirty Sweet for allowing me to use their music on not only the Man Division podcast, but also on the TomCast podcast. So big shout-out to them. Great band. Um... You know, they haven't done a live show in a while because of the pandemic, but hopefully, hopefully there'll be a show down the road now that things are getting a little bit safer to go back outside of the house. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, like I said, we got a big show today. We got another exciting episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, feel, I feel like I am doing a ton of Mandavision podcasts, but because we're splitting our focus between The Clone Wars and The Bad Batch... I'm 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 not going through the season two of the Clone Wars as quickly as I thought I would, which I, th- I think is the nature of the beast. But I just kind of got used to, to to being able to crush through the season, uh, when when I was doing two a week for season one of the Clone Wars. But that's okay. That's that's just me and the the weird way in which my brain works. Uh, but yeah, we're ready. We got a big one today, 
this is a fun episode. I can't wait to talk to you guys about it in more depth, in more depth and more detail. So let's get into it. But before we do that, you got to do what you got to do. Strap on those buckets. Let's go. This bridge is our first waypoint. Focus your fire on the gun emplacements here and here. Because it's only Because it's only after we neutralize the guns that we can push for the factory. I was Yes. We can push for the factory. Now expect stiff resistance and from... don't forget to top off your energy cells and ration packs. Once we leave, there'll be no resupply. Anything else, Ahsoka? No. I think you've pretty much covered everything in my briefing. All right, here we are. We are to Season 2, Episode 6. This is Weapons Factory. Original air date, November 13th, 2009. Our plot for the episode, Luminara and Anakin act as decoys to divert new enemy super tanks while Padawans Barriss Offee and Ahsoka Tano attempt to destroy a Separatist droid factory. Our, uh, that's our plot, by the way, <laughs> in case I didn't say that clearly enough for everybody. Uh, this episode is directed by Giancarlo Volpe with uh, our writing team of Drew Z. Greenberg and Brian Larson. The cast for this episode... And what a cast it is, let me tell you that. Olivia Diabo as Luminara Anduli. Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka Tano. Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker. Meredith Salinger is Barris Offee. Dee Bradley Baker, Clone Troopers and Captain Rex. Matthew Wood returns as the Battle Droids and Poggle the Lesser. Tom Kane, our narrator, and the Tactical Droid. So, uh, I am a fan of this episode because I really like Luminara Anduli and Barris Offee. Uh, you know, if you know the show, you know that Barris and and Ahsoka uh, will will have um, will have a, they're on a path, and at a certain point, the their paths go in divergent directions, and it leads to some really really interesting stuff. Uh, but in this episode in particular, I like the uh, the comparing and contrasting qualities of Anakin and Ahsoka's relationship as master and Padawan versus. Uh, Luminar Anduli and Barris Afi as Master and Padawan. It, it, it's, they are very, very different from each other, the way that each conducts themselves around the other. You know, Luminar is very, uh, very much like the proper Jedi Master, and Barris is very much like the proper, you know, Jedi Padawan. And, and so it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a striking contrast when you, when you hold them up against uh, Anakin and his sort of uh, shoot-from-the-hip sort of teaching methods. And, and ah- Ahsoka's sort of... Um, well, uh, I don't. We don't want to use the word bratty necessarily, but her sort of. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a good word for you, but I mean, she gives as good as she gets with Anakin, and and that is again, they they bicker, they go back and forth. Uh, she's you know he does he calls her snips for a reason, uh, and they they are a real. It's a it's an, an interesting dynamic, so it's fun to see that contrasted against another master and padawan relationship. Uh, and as we started with the with that opening sound clip there. Uh, there, the Anakin and Pat and, and Ahsoka are in a bit of a uh, their relationships in a bit of a, a, a interesting point in it. And uh, as our Jedi fortune cookie indicates, and the, like I said, our Jedi fortune cookie, no gift is more precious than trust. And that's where we're at with this episode. Uh, uh, Anakin doesn't trust Ahsoka to give the briefing to the troops to get them ready for the coming battle. So he feels the need to step over her, to step on her during the briefing. And we heard a bit of that. And now we'll hear a bit of, I want to go ahead and play sort of like the, the retort that, that she has when after, after the troops are dismissed and they engage in this, in the, in the, in a, uh, a bit of an argument, you know, and, and again, contrast this with the way that, that Barris and Luminara conduct themselves. You know, master, 
My briefings might go better if you didn't interrupt me every time I tried to... I wasn't interrupting. I was trying to help you. Which I would appreciate if you didn't interrupt me to do it. I just think maybe you don't trust me to give the briefing. It's not about trust. It's about getting the job done right. Uh, so you don't trust me to get the job done right. I knew it. Uh, Snips, I never said... No, no. It's okay. I understand. I'm the Padawan. You're the master. And there it is. And that's a pretty good way for Ahsoka to kind of summarize things. Uh, again, we find ourselves at a, 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 something of a rather critical moment in, in their relationship with each other as, as master and Padawan. And I think that's really a fun part of this episode to explore. So we have seen Luminara in, in previous episodes. Uh, she's often featured as a hologram, but we, we, we have had a couple of encounters with her in previous episodes. Remember, she fought Ventress with Ahsoka in an episode back in Season 1. Uh, but this is our first time meeting her Padawan, Paris Afi. Uh, it, I wanted to point out that they are both of the same species in the show. I believe, and I, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, this is one of those ones I don't think I've ever heard it said, so I may be saying it wrong, but it's, I think it's Mirielan. Is, is the name of their species, and they are. It, I think it's interesting that they are both of the same species in in this as of, as of, as far as their Jedi and Padawan relationship goes. You know, you don't see that too often. Often, uh, it's a it's the pairings are sort of a mismatch in a lot of ways, as you know, one helps to compensate for the other. And, and you know, like I said, if you watched the Clone Wars already, you know, Barris has a different path she's going to go down at a certain point, and uh, uh, Luminara has a. Um, I don't want to say it's a role to play necessarily, but uh, she there there is episodes of Rebels in which she is a presence on, and uh, those are things that we you know we will get to down the road. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, we'll get there together, and it'll be a lot of fun to break it down uh, when we get to it. But as I said before, I wanted to talk about them. I, I love the contrast between Luminara and Barris and Anakin and Ahsoka. I think it's really really fun. Uh, I wanted to mention we, we played the clips, but Anakin publicly showing no faith in Ahsoka. You know, you, you get the you get you get a flash of the clone troopers' faces and their sort of reaction to the way he sort of steps over her, and uh, it's not cool. It's on Anakin's part, and Ahsoka, you know, not cool with it, which is good, and which is good. Uh, you, I, I wrote down a note that they're sort of like a Jedi odd couple. When compared to the Barris and, and Luminara, which and, and this episode kind of highlights that to a certain extent, um, but yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of the crux of the episode is is Anakin learning to trust his Padawan. But there's also the other element that comes in play in, into the second half of the episode, and it's one of these themes that we have to go back to over and over again because it, it's so central to his character. But Anakin's unwillingness to let go, Anakin's unwillingness to to. Uh, yield to death uh, in, in this case as the episode wraps up. And, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But let, let's go ahead and set the stage for, for the, the separatist side of the, of the equation where we hear uh, Puggle the Lesser, the leader of the Genosians, and his uh, tactical droid uh, talk, discussing their battle plans. The factory is operating at 50% production capacity. We have 10 garrisons of new droids ready to deploy. <laughs> No, the super tanks are not ready, but when they are, the Republic forces will be routed. They have no weapon that can penetrate its heavy armor. All right, so there we go. We got the layout of the super tanks that are coming. Uh, prior to this scene, we see what the plan is. 
uh, the plan of attack that Anakin and Ahsoka have devised, and then Luminara and Barriss contribute by suggesting that Barriss and Ahsoka will uh, infiltrate the factory through the, the cavernous maze of tunnels that exist beneath the factory. Uh, it's a really interesting battle plan because Luminara and Anakin are going to act as decoys that will allow the Padawans to infiltrate and destroy the facility from within by planting bombs, getting out, and then activating the bombs. But of course, nothing ever goes according to plan. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So now you know about the super tanks and and the big threat they 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 uh, they possess to our heroes. Again, another tactical droid. Always a good time to hear the tactical droid. Uh, I like the scene very much where Barris and Ahsoka are uh, in the tunnels. They're sneaking around, and they come across. A, a, just a, you know, row after row, rack after rack of of sleeping uh, Geonosians, and uh, one of them is his little uh, limb falls down across Barris's face, and Ahsoka has to come back and help her out. I really like that, but it it alerts the Geonosian at the same time, like he's uh, awakened by the by the movement, and begins to follow Ahsoka and and Barris as they make their way through the chamber. I thought it was interesting because what's going on upstairs from where they're sneaking around. You know, a big battle is, is, is commencing. The Republic forces make their way out onto that giant bridge. And uh, you'd think that would be like kind of like an all-hands-on-deck situation for the Geonosians. But no, no, no. Apparently, like, you get rack time. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, changing of the guard. You know, you know, sleep through the attack. It's all good. We got enough. We got enough of you guys. We got enough battle droids and super tanks. We're going to be just fine. It was kind of interesting in that regard uh, as far as, as, as the strategy goes. And the other thing I thought, like, again, Poggle the Lesser has a tactical droid on his side. And so part of me wondered, now again, Anakin and and, and, Bear, and uh, Luminara are, are probably not going to fall for this, this trick. But if you're the Separatist, why don't you try and lure the Republic forces out onto that bridge? And then you blow the bejesus out of that bridge and send that crashing down to the bottom of that canyon there. And then the problem solved. But no, no, no. They don't do that. They allow themselves to be, kind of be drawn out. You knew that bridge was going to factor into the resolution of this episode. Like, you had to. It was just so obvious. that <laughs> There's a lot of bridges that, that lead to fortresses and, 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 uh, and to factories in, in Star Wars The Clone Wars. And if, if I was a designer and an engineer, I don't think I'd do the bridge thing. I think I would skip that step. Uh, it seems like an unnecessary risk for my forces you know, unless I can lure the enemy forces on there, and then I blow the blow the blow the blow the blow to smithereens and eliminate them in the process. That's the only way the bridge works out well. Or you do like that one episode with Mace Windu, and you have like that electric bridge you can turn on and off. That was kind of cool too. But then you have you, you know when you mess with the Jedi like Mace though, bridge or no bridge, he's gonna get across. So I mean, I guess you roll the dice when you when you battle with the Jedi. <laughs> but again, you knew that bridge was gonna come into play, so it was a lot. Uh, you know, it, it just was. Not a surprise, I guess, that ultimately when these super tanks are deployed and the, the Republic forces, you know, can't penetrate the armor, can't penetrate the holes of them, uh, you knew that was going to be the ultimate sort of plan of, of Ahsoka, not Ahsoka, of Anakin and, and Luminara was to lure them onto the bridge and uh, blow the bridge up from underneath them. And that's exactly what happens. But it's a great battle. There's a lot of fun stuff in there. Uh, and you, at the same time, you cut back and forth with with Ahsoka and Varus at the main reactor, planting the bombs. Uh, Poggle's been alerted to their presence by that by that Geonosian drone that was following them, 
Uh, so they come down there with a tank and droids, and you get a battle going down at the main reactor. Barris and, and Ahsoka have to assert themselves and, and protect themselves. Uh, the Geonosians steal the bombs that they had planted. So, you know, they find themselves in a real big bind here because they can't blow up the factory. And, uh, you know, Anakin and Luminara are under heavy fire, so they need that droid factory blown up. But they kind of have to buy them more time. Uh, I really like the uh, the crazy Jedi moves that, is, that, that, that Anakin and Luminara do to get underneath the bridge and to plant the bombs. I mean, I the handholds they must have had under that thing were un believable the, the, the way they're just swinging around like spider-man on there planting those bombs and making it look effortless you know the the hand grip strength of anakin and luminara is down and right impressive i can only assume the force was aiding them uh, keep that grip strength a little bit higher but that's what happens the tanks come down and that that protects the republic forces on the surface but they still can't get the droid factory blown up the geonosians have stolen the bombs but barris and and ahsoka have taken control of a super tank and so they decide to complete the mission. They must complete the mission. The droid factory must be destroyed because they're just churning out super soldiers, or not super soldiers, super tanks and, and battle droids, you know, by the dozens, by the hundreds, by the thousands. So they have to achieve the mission, and they do so by firing the tank's cannon into the main reactor of the droid factory, sending the factory crashing down on top of them. Uh, it's at this point that... That uh, they, they, you know, we we assume they're making like the noble hero sacrifice, but you know, it, it, it it's not going to end that way. This is not when Ahsoka meets her fate. Uh, embarrasses at the same time. It's uh, this is when we get to see Ahsoka show that despite how unconventional her relationship with Anakin is as a master and Padawan, especially compared to Luminara and Barriss's, because again, that is a main part of this episode. Pay attention to the the contrasting ways. Uh, the contrasting, contrasting relationship that each of these Padawans have with their masters. Uh, very different, very unique in that sense. And you, you sort of get the uh, feeling that that unconventionalness that Anakin and Ahsoka have uh, is kind of frowned upon. And again, Luminar is never uh, insulting about it and never, never talks down to Anakin about it necessarily. Um, but she definitely has a thought or two, and you can kind of tell that at some points where she, she you know... Because it, there's a lot to see there. There's a lot to kind of parse through as, as their dialogue goes on. But they definitely trust each other. And that's the interesting dynamic. That's the interesting contrast. Is Luminar trusts Anakin and vice versa. So he tr- she trusts him to do what's best for her, her, her for his Padawan. Excuse me, my goodness. So he, he she doesn't sit in judgment of him necessarily for being unconventional. Um, and again, like I said, this moment where the, where the, the factory has crashed down on Ahsoka... Embarrassed. This is where Ahsoka gets to shine and 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 show that her master, despite the the unconventional relationship they have, has uh, has taught her a great deal and is helping her survive the Clone Wars, um, in in in, in with, with style, <laughs> with with style and panache. Thanks. Mind holding the light? Whatever you're doing, I hope it works because I'd sure rather have died fighting up there than starve to death down here. Don't worry. We'll run out of air long before we starve. That's a comforting thought. Thanks. Master Skywalker has taught me a trick or two. I think I can get this communicator working. All right, so it's at this point as well that that 
Barris and um, oh my goodness, Luminara and Anakin have called in like heavy lifters. They're gonna they're searching through the debris, the wreckage, the rubble. They want to find their Padawans. Uh, Luminara is she senses they're fading. You know that the the lack of oxygen is gonna be getting to them, and they need to they need to kind of find a resolution here quickly. I want to play the next bit of dialogue here. Let me get that queued up for you right now. We cannot abandon our Padawans. You misjudge me. I too care for my apprentice, but if their time has come... I refuse to let Ahsoka die. She will find a way out. If my Padawan has perished, I will mourn her, but I will celebrate her as well through her memory. Well, I still plan on celebrating this victory with my Padawan. In person. What happens to... In person. That's a, that's a big, big claim there by Anakin Skywalker on that one. But... Again, an interesting contrast between the two, and it's going to play out in the next clip I'm going to play. Um, but I like, I really want to emphasize how much I enjoy this moment with Barris and Ahsoka and the tank and sort of like the bond that's forming between them because, as I mentioned, uh, their relationship comes to a crossroads uh, down the, down, later on in, down the show. And, and without the bond that they have from this moment of, of uh, trying to survive together in this bombed out uh, with with this droid factory crashing down on top of them in this tank, uh, it wouldn't resonate as strongly with what happens down the road. And again, I won't I won't say anything about that. Uh, but the dramatic impact would be far less without having these these earlier episodes where it's it establishes them uh, as as friends. And, and this is this is that moment of their friendship beginning. And again, uh, I can't talk about it, enough about it. I love the contrast of, of Luminara and, and Anakin. It's so good. And and the way she speaks to him and the way she addresses him. And, you know, she is sort of like that model of, like, the Jedi detachment. You know, she seems to, like, embody that better than anyone else, that we or any of the other Jedis that we've seen thus far in the show. And, I, again, I, I underline this, this theme for Anakin. It is not his strength. It is, in fact, his crippling weakness is to not have this detachment, to be too attached to everything. And Luminara seems uh, keenly aware of that and, and basically points it out to him. But Anakin is the ever-stubborn one, as, as, as we all know. When you're the chosen one, you're also the stubborn one. All right, so before I queue up the next clip, this is uh, Anna, uh, Ahsoka has signaled Anakin. She's used that power cell to, to kind of do like a Morse code sort of situation to alert Anakin to their location. Uh, they try to get the diggers over there as fast as they can, but ultimately Barris, I'm good lord, ultimately Luminara and Anakin are the ones who use the force to move enough of the rubble, the debris, uh, to, to allow their Padawans to escape. And so I want to kind of play this last segment because this is where uh, not only are the Padawans reunited and sort of like the any any sort of uh, judgments that they had in Barriss's part in particular about the relationship that Ahsoka has to her master are sort of put aside because of the cleverness, the, the sort of resourcefulness that, that Anakin has taught Ahsoka uh, is, is put aside. And, and again, we get that critical talk between uh, Luminara and Anakin as to attachment and being able to let go it, again Anakin's undoing is is his inability to let go and and so we, we have to underscore that we have to emphasize that and this episode does just that and I, I think it does it in a really nice way uh, and, and foreshadowing what we know is coming 
You know, this again, this just underlines the things that we know, but I think it does it in a really, really nice way. And we're getting to explore it in a different fashion because Anakin has a Padawan, because he has Ahsoka. And they are developing a relationship. They, they are developing their bond and their connection to each other uh, as people, but also through the Force as, as Master and Padawan. So let's go ahead and play this scene as Barris and Ahsoka come out of the debris. I knew they were still alive. I told you we shouldn't give up on them. It's not that I gave up, Skywalker, but unlike you, when the time comes, I am prepared to let my student go. Can you say the same? He cannot. Just for the record, Anakin cannot let his student go, no matter what the situation is. Let's go ahead and close out the scene, though. I knew you'd come looking for me. I never doubted you for a second. Padawan, you did well. Thank you, Master. But if it weren't for Ahsoka, we'd still be down there. Indeed. Your master never lost faith in you. Booyah! And that is the episode. Um, again, one I really, really like. This is uh, a nice episode. I like that we, we start to explore Anakin and his a little bit of his overconfidence and, and lack of trust in Ahsoka, having to be the one to lay out the battle plans. Because uh, you remember, too, at this point, Anakin is a bit of the war hero at this point. Like, he tends to win. He wins far more battles than he loses. Uh, he is earning the reputation as, as a cunning warrior and uh, a, a bit of an unorthodox strat you know, strategist. Strategist? Good lord. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, boy. It's been a long day. I've done a couple podcasts already, so the, the vocabulary is beginning to fail me, and I apologize for that. But, yeah, so... so you're you're seeing that, and and so again another aspect of Anakin that he can't let go is is his unwillingness to to lose battles too. I mean we we see it 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 pervades this series Anakin's unwillingness to to let go. You know there's something to be said for relentlessness, but then there's there's again the emotional detachment that a Jedi is required to have, and Anakin is extremely emotional. You would think that the Jedi would be more uh, alert to that, more cued in on that. But perhaps because uh, they've begun to buy into his uh, the, the the belief of Qui Gon Jinn that he is the chosen one, uh, that he's sort of granted more leeway when it comes to these these situations. Um, and again, that's that that is speculation on my part. I still also think that the Jedi be a little, or Kenobi in particular should be a little bit more clued in that he spends an awful lot of time with Padme. But again, you know they're not quite as big brother at the Jedi. Uh, temple as, it may, as maybe they should have been with Anakin and keeping an eye on him in his downtime. What do I know, though? It's all good. Hey, this ain't George Orwell. This ain't 1984. This is Star Wars. You know, we're not spying on other members of the Jedi Order. That's not how things roll. <laughs> but I dig this episode. I think it's a good one. Eight stars, easy. Uh, again, again, sort of exploring that relationship between Ahsoka and Anakin, uh, building those bonds of trust between the two of them, uh, and then also the the sort of juxtaposition, the the contrast that is their relationship versus the more traditional Jedi master and and Padawan relationship between Luminara Anduli and Barriss Offee. Really, really enjoy that stuff. It's a, it's a lot of fun to to uh, have that contrast and, and and kind of underscore how unconventional Anakin is a, as a teacher 
and Ahsoka is as a student, no less. I mean, uh, you know, it takes two to tango, so it's not like Ahsoka is like the super uh, benevolent uh, student, like the way Barris is. So I like that contrast. I like that so much. It just underscores sort of the uniqueness of their relationship, especially as the series kind of goes on, you know. And we got we got five more seasons of this to, to underscore and to to develop that that relationship. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Can't wait. I want to thank you all so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this this uh, look back on Season 2, Episode 6 of Star Wars The Clone Wars Weapons Factory. Again, that original air date was November 13th, 2009, which feels like a million years ago at this point, but what can you do? This is the Mandavision Podcast. My name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. Uh, if you want to continue to support us, the best and easiest way to do so is make sure you download, like, subscribe, share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert, and... If you can, five-star reviews. They are the best way to support the show without spending a dime. And, yeah, we love it so much. They, they help the small independent shows like us not get lost in the sea of, of podcasts that exist out there. So, for that, with that being said, again, my name is Tom. This is the MandoVision Podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media, at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Let's get out of here. It's Monday. You listen to you might be listening to this on Monday. We're dropping it on a Monday. Maybe you're listening to it on a Monday. We're gonna be back on Friday with the next episode of the Bad Batch, and we'll be back again on Mondays for Clone. It's basically Clone Wars Monday, Bad Batch Fridays at the, at the Mid Division Podcast. I hope you're enjoying that format. I hope you're digging all the shows. And again, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. I I just love talking about Star Wars with all of you. So reach out, hit me up on all those those channels I provided, and uh, let's have a conversation. Let's have a good time. Thanks for listening. We'll be back very, very soon. And remember, this podcast can only end one way. And this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I would like to see the baby.